0: Hello and
1: welcome to the True Blue LA podcast final episode... Yep, I finally got sick of your shit, Jacob. We're going, we're going, <laughs> wow. going explicit on, on the last episode. Um, pretty sure that's yeah, the fastest no. <laughs> you've ever done it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, this is the final episode of the True Blue LA podcast. Uh, sort this of was. Yeah, no, I know that's. I'm pretty certain it's the final episode of the True Blue LA podcast. Um, yeah, this was not our choice. Um, SB Nation about a month ago made the call to no longer support, uh, a number of podcasts across the network, including ours. Um, I am still going to be writing for the site, so that's not changing or anything like that, but in terms of, uh, the podcast, either our, uh, weekly, uh, edition or the occasional daily edition, uh, that we started up last year, that will be no more. Um, but yeah, uh, so this is a little bit bittersweet, uh, but we're going to go through some of our favorite moments um, throughout the over 10 years that we've done the podcast. Um, it's been um, 10 years and a little over a month since we first started. And um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do today. So it's going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we will have questions from Craig live um, and a little more um, after this. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: Wait, what do
1: you mean it's the last episode? So, it's the last episode of the True Blue LA podcast. Uh, you and I will continue podcasting about the Dodgers in some fashion. Why going have I forward. not been informed of this? Yeah, I'm bringing you along. Uh, that lifetime contract you signed back in 2013. It's it's unfortunate, <laughs> but business is business. Um, we're going to have some podcasts in some form. It yeah. will probably be set up re- reasonably soon. It'll be under a new name. Once it's all like finalized and once we have information, we will obviously share that with you. But um, we just don't have that yet. So as of now, uh, we're still under the uh, True Blue LA umbrella. And that's, that's what we're going to do today. And with us um, to help uh, celebrate the last episode is are two people who have been with us for a large portion of, uh, our podcast. Uh, first we mentioned, uh, we're going to have live questions from Craig today because that, uh, Craig Manami is with us today. Craig, how are you doing?
2: Great. Uh, great. And thanks for having me on, uh, Eric and Jacob. And good to have, uh, meet Brian yeah, too. Thanks,
1: thanks for all the who? questions over the who? years. Spoiler and, 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 and <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then our, our, also with us is our producer, uh, and occasional uh, guest, uh, Brian Salvatore. You may remember him last from the uh, Weird Al episode in late December, which was one of our favorite episodes ever of the podcast. Brian, how are you doing?
4: I- I'm doing well. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. It has been a true pleasure to be an honorary True Blue LAer for the past couple of years. And so uh, I love hanging out with you guys and talking baseball and having hijinks ensue. And so I'm, I'm figuring we'll be doing both those tonight, both baseball and hijinks.
1: Absolutely. Um, so a, a couple weeks ago, I was looking through. We've been at like hosted at so many different places. It's hard to sort of track down every <laughs> single episode. I we're in the hundreds for sure. Uh, I don't know how many hundreds exactly, but we you know we were on Libsyn for a while. We were Blog Talk Radio. And then we blog were just talk Radio. and yeah. Libsyn again. Yeah, and, and we, LA, we We were we were just talking before Boston. we started recording today when we used to record via Skype. Um, I I know I recorded yep. <laughs> personally from various um, hotel rooms slash bedrooms of a place I was staying at during spring training. <laughs> like uh, I'm pretty sure the worst episode we ever did. You were at a Starbucks. Oh uh, no. And it I, was just so egregiously loud. Okay. No, I don't think I I may have been in the parking lot of a Starbucks, which was so we maybe, used Maybe, maybe. That might have been it. Yeah, there there was a Starbucks, the Starbucks closest to Camelback Ranch in Phoenix. Um there they had weird hours. Well, I guess that's not weird because whatever, but like they used to close at like eight PM. So uh, sometimes I used to have to finish my editing shift at SB Nation back in the day when, when I was at spring training. And so I would be in the parking lot using their internet um, before I like went home. And uh, so, yeah, I did a lot of work there. Uh, and so we recorded from there a couple times, I think. But I did. we still have audio preserved uh, from our very first episode. It was January 21st, uh, 2013 um within the very first minute of the podcast Jacob uh brought up the Matt Stairs home run which he and I watched in person uh <laughs> together uh during game 4 of the 2, two, two uh, 2008 NLCS. I think it's so, also
0: mortal payback for uh our second second game we ever went to together, I think. Maybe third. The the, uh, uh, the Matt NLCS
1: stairs. 2008 is this what you're referring to?
0: Yeah. Uh, it was a game four, right? Because Hiroki won game three, so we were excited to tie the game up. Things were going well. And in game three, they introduced the lineups uh, for the Phillies, and including all the bench players, and they announced Matt Stairs. And I was sitting next to you, and you happened to sort of roll off your tongue, oh, Matt Stairs, he's pretty good, they should use him. And then (laughs) a game later, and Eighth inning, seventh inning.
1: Uh,
0: uh, I have was, my, I have uh, my score. I want to
1: say me. the eighth. I don't have. I can't say I have the box score up in front of me, but I, th- I want to say it was the eighth inning. It was It for, might have been the seventh.
0: Yeah, seven for eighth inning. And I have I kept score that game, and you could see it was very normal writing. And I got very excited. Andre Ethier had a good hit, and it was just we were going to. It looked like we were going to win the game, and then Matt Stairs hits this no doubter home run, to which your only reply was, "Oh no."
1: So uh, among the topics on that first episode, I I went through and took notes. Um, Justin Sellers, if you can remember him, former infielder, um, he was popping wheelies on his motorcycle and was um, chased by cops in Yolo County, which made it even more hilarious. Um, (laughs) There was salary arbitration talk because, of course, um, A.J. Ellis and Ronald Belisario were Super 2 players that year. Um, There was the World Baseball Classic, like there is this year. (laughs) Uh, But back in 2013, we were remembering uh, when Kenley Jensen was a catcher only four years earlier. Um, And then also (laughs) there was an article uh, in the LA Times saying Hanley Ramirez, who um, was entering his first full season as a Dodger, that if he went to the World Baseball Classic, it would cause confusion over what position he played, and we thought that was bunk. Um, The Dodgers were interested in trading for Scott Rowland at the time. I believe – uh, we referenced an article by Mike Petriello at Mike Sosha's tragic illness. He's gone on to bigger and better things uh, since then, so that's fun. Um, also, uh, we did a lot of roster talk, and um, we we were talking about like what the Dodgers would do, should do if they add another player. Who should be like the roster casualty? And I had one name in mind. I don't know. I, I just think I think they're probably going to add. Um, Probably going to add another player or two in the next week here. If if
0: Roland got traded, what would be the corresponding move in your mind? Both what you want and what you think would happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is where. So as of right now, that's the that's sort of the good question. Um, right now, the bench is is essentially quote unquote set. But although I don't think it's set, they have five they have five bench guys basically set in that. Um Jerry Harrison Jr. won Skip Schumacher, the aforementioned gritmaster, <laughs> fellow gritmaster Nick Punto, um and then you have the backup catcher spot, whether it's Tim Fedorovich or one of the four guys they signed as non roster invitees, and then Juan Uribe, who's making seven million dollars next year or this year. Wow. It's this year now. My God. Um but you know, for me, The easy choice is obviously, you know, dump Uribe. You could, you could actually make a reasonable argument that his upside is larger than Punto's. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But just the simple fact that he, he, um, he started one time in the last sixty-six games of the year. He he played. He had one plate appearance and played in one game off the bench in the last thirty-four games of the year. Like so, like it wasn't. It's not like we're saying this guy's worthless it's it's that don Mattingly will go out of his way to ten- <laughs> like I, I they had so many opportunities last year um to dump uribe like in there was a point when adam kennedy went on the disabled list um in july they needed a corresponding roster win and it ended up being um <laughs> wait i think it was, was that tony Gwynn junior getting designated for assignment that I sounds I, right They're all sort of running together for me now. But um, the point is, like, they had shots last year to sort of dump Uribe, and they chose to not dump Uribe and rather keep not playing him. He was fully healthy those last two months. And then both Mattingly and Coletti at the end of the year were like, well, he was a great teammate and all this stuff. It's like, all right, we get that. (laughs) But then, you know, I did ask uh, Coletti then, um, does Uribe have a spot on this team? And he just sort of like, I mean – Sort of chuckled, you know. Like, and <laughs> That's he's like, the support you want to hear. <laughs> exactly, like we'll see. Ha ha. Like, but I don't know. You never know. Uh, I mean, I'd every time I, I think Uribe is going to be cut or 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 let loose, then he manages to not get cut. So I'll say in my defense, Uribe was terrible. And uh, one Uribe was terrible in twenty eleven and twenty twelve. Not not just like. It- it was one of the things where
0: we had to be the, because he was so hated in various comment sections uh, that, you know, frequently I felt on the like, well, hey, you know, he still might be useful side of things. But I remember, I remember this part of the episode because you, you had finally gotten to the point of like, no, he should be cut. So, and I, so, I think I probably agreed with you. And then, you know, lo and behold, the, my greatest live baseball moment ever, when, you know, half it, a year later.
1: It was something wild because the the end of the 2012 season, he was healthy, not on the injured list, and he started like once in the last like month and a half or something crazy. So it was like how they how they were like treating him was like someone who wasn't going to be around much longer. So that that sort of fueled that discussion. Um, but obviously, it turned out to be a good thing, I guess, that he stayed because uh, he had one of the greater. Uh, redemption arcs in Dodgers' recent Dodgers history. Um, the other thing... Oh, uh, so a, a few episodes after that first episode, episode nine, uh, I was in spring training at this point. Uh, we recorded... I recorded from the now, um, no longer with us, Metro Sports Bar and Grill in Phoenix. Um, and the sports I thought it was, was still around. I know. It, I'm pretty sure it's gone. Or it, unless... It's, it's a, at the up. very least on a different name and I believe, possibly like now, a I believe, fourth new name or something. I think it still might be.
0: I'll look this up. But I do know the Dr. Pepper burger is not with us. I knew that.
1: Uh, yeah, that uh, was a monstrosity. Yeah. Um, I like Dr. Pepper. I love burgers. It is still and there that was, with the Z and everything. How is that possible? Why am I here recording and not <laughs> at that sports bar right now? Um <laughs> So, Jacob, do you remember anything else? I know you listened to it as well that first episode. do you uh, we you know, uh, and Craig's here, do you recall when we first
0: started where and when we first started talking about doing a podcast?
1: I do uh, I do not do you do you remember? Craig, do you remember?
2: i I, I don't. I was just I, I don't. I do recall. That the Metro Sports Bar was the dark was one of the darkest yeah. sports bars I've been to. It was, it was like a it was like a lounge kind of thing, and it was kind of a sit down. And I just happened to glance. Um, Luis Cruz had maybe the greatest uh, span of like baseball reference WAR between t- 2012 and 2013. His 2012 WAR was 112 for the Dodgers, and 106. Sorry, and the next year, 2013,
1: OPS plus. Yeah.
2: Yep. His, uh, yeah,
1: his plus. Sorry, right. Yeah. He was a pop up machine. I remember that was, that was crazy. Um, the, the Metro Sports Bar and Grill, I believe they had like, um, I, I want to say exclusively booth seating or something. And you're right. It had like speakeasy lighting. It was that sort of dark. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, It was, it was beer
0: belly. I was going to say, Craig, you could have guessed. Uh, was that I, I think that I was home for Christmas because this was after I had moved to Kansas uh, and you said there was something you wanted to do the site and I had mentioned that, you know, I could probably figure out how to how to run GarageBand and, and make it work because otherwise I wouldn't have been on it. Uh, <laughs> I was too busy answering trivia questions and comment sections to be bothered with doing a podcast. And yet here we are, there was a stretch, I think like a year where we barely did it, but it's, it's kind of kept steady other than that.
1: Yeah. We've most, we, it's either, it's been at the very least for like a while. It was like in the background and we would do it when we could. And that kind of stuff. Um, I looked, I, I didn't look through every single um, title, but one that caught my eye that I think might be my favorite title of the episode. We haven't, Done a lot of like super, like just you know, fun titles or whatever that, that often, but this one was when the Dodgers traded for a certain shortstop in 2018. Uh, my tit- my post title and podcast title was Mach a Dough About Manny, uh, which is it <laughs> sounds stupid to say out <laughs> loud, to be honest, but it, it, it's hilarious when you just look at it. But anyway, um, any other, um, Brian, I was trying to look, do you remember? When when you started editing us, I couldn't tell you
4: roughly. Um, I, it it has to yeah. be at least at least two or three years at this point,
1: right? I think so. I and it's like, hmm, it at the yeah, I think probably like 2020 at the latest was probably when you started. I can say right
4: now. Uh, my first ed- editing job was on June first, twenty
1: nineteen. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot because yep. we we were I was it was yeah. We've been pretty uh good about like keeping the podcast up since then too. We've had quite a few episodes, so yeah. If yeah, Brian, if you if you notice an uptick in our sound quality, it's it's because Brian <laughs> makes us sound good. No, um, and yeah. I made us sound terrible. No, I don't. Know, it, it's just hard. Like we've always been. Actually, we've never. Actually, have we ever recorded in the same spot? I don't think so. Right? No.
0: I we got really really close once when I was back in L.A. and just something fell through and it didn't
4: happen.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, we've always been in different spots. So that's been a, a bit of a an issue. Obviously, it's gotten better. Technology has obviously gotten better in the ten years we've since we've I, done it. So, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um,
0: I will note that uh, the Dodgers are playing at Kansas City again this year, you know, should new iteration of podcasts come to light. You've, you've got your shot. It's true. Uh,
1: they played there last year. They're going to play there again. They, they You play everyone every year now. It's like, it's who knows? We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, It's every other year you swap off. But,
0: but yeah, I'm but, just saying, barbecue yeah, exactly. awaits, my friend.
4: Can I take you up on that offer? I, I, I want some barbecue. Mm,
0: I like it. Yeah, I, I always, always. I've got, we've, uh, <laughs> we have a kid on the way. So we might have a guest room. Uh, I can't commit to <laughs> that yet. Uh, but we do have, not in Lawrence. Not, Lawrence has fine I- I- ish barbecue, but Kansas City will, will go. You can hang out and see the scenic Kauffman Stadium. It's a little cementy, but it's still, it's old. It's got, it's got that going for uh, it. I've been
4: to 18 ballparks and I have not been to Kauffman yet. So that's, that's got to be checked off at some point.
0: Um, I'm Craig, I, uh, Fifteen because of the Texas Stadium swap over, and I was supposed to go to at least PNC, if not PNC, and um, uh, and seeing the Blue Jays uh, cross the border, and then some disease
1: happened in 2020 and prevented it. So, <laughs> um, Craig, do you remember when you when you first uh, asked us questions? I I could not find this. Like roughly when it was.
2: I, I can't. I I. I... I can't. It must have been some point when you guys were just asking for questions. I probably sent maybe one in. I don't know when it became like a a thing for me to send in like you know four or five. And then when and then at some point, I remember you guys kind of surprised me with the um with the intro. There so that was uh, we when um, we
1: when we first started, yeah. we, we we had a uh, we started a an email address tbla at gmail dot com. And we got an occasional question here and there on there, but it was for the, it kind of, it, we didn't, I stopped promoting it after a while because we were getting a lot of spam and like, I still occasionally get spam. And, and most and, of the questions were coming through Twitter. Exactly. So like, yeah, we sort of, ha- sort of ignored that part of it in terms of fan question. And we've, we've done a few like mailbag episodes in the last like year or so. And those of same thing, either Twitter or in the comment section on the site, but yeah, um, so I just the the one sort of structure thing I, I think we still have. Um, since our podcast uh, started in 2013, Jacob, I have trivia for you. Um, mm-hmm. In that season, 2013, um, who led the Dodgers in home runs? <laughs> uh, for
0: I've been. Normally, we have a. You cut to commercial break before my trivia, and I get time to, to marinate on it. Uh, because of this reason, where I I desperately don't want to create uh, dead air, but Brian's here to edit my ums and alls. That is true. So, I've I've got that going for me. I guess. Let's to, see. To you be know. fair,
1: we aren't we. Shouldn't we go to commercial right now? Isn't that what we always do? I mean, we if you want I ask you. The I'll question, take. And then the, I'll buy the break. time. That's that's what we usually do. I, I ask don't know if you've had more. Right? Well, maybe this was a throwback. When you or no, if, you, if, you, if you if you if you want to still talk more, we could still do it. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Like, what do you think? No, no.
0: I'm ready. I'm Apologies, ready to think on so. this question yeah. and and play some commercials. <clears throat> so we'll do that right now.
3: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
2: Define an opportunity.
3: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
2: Identify a problem.
3: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
2: Offer a solution.
3: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
0: Who led the Dodgers in home runs in 2013?
1: Uh, would you like any hints?
0: <sighs> <clears throat> Trying to like parse uh, parse out how hurt a certain outfielder was. I'll, I'll start there. Uh, I'm going to throw two guesses out, and you uh, and then I'll take a hint. How about that? Sure. Matt Kemp.
1: Um, if if your question was how hurt was Matt Kemp, very is the answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he played in 73 I, I, yeah 73 games that year um the injuries started like the year before it but still led the team no no he hit 6 home runs he was very bad uh <laughs> it was it was it was it was rough in 2013 Andre Ethier Andre Ethier uh hit 12 he was reasonably healthy uh played 142 games uh he was tied for fourth on the team in home runs. All right, I'll take a hint. Um, my okay, one of my hints uh, is a certain rookie who debuted in uh, 2013. Um, didn't debut till June 3rd. Yes, he'll Puek. Yeah. So, but that that's that's that was my hint to not guess him. Can, can I guess? If yeah, if you'd like. Is it Adrian Gonzalez? It is. <laughs> we have a ringer, All right?
0: I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> so uh, wait, I already have him home. I, I was
1: gonna do so. The other, like, logical choice would have been Hanley Ramirez, except that he, um, yeah. in, uh, I think I don't remember the order, but I believe he broke his um, thumb first, and then had a hamstring thing later. Um, but he he still hit twenty in like. Hanley half, would half have a season. been my
0: next guess without a hint, <clears throat> and uh, had if Brian had not stolen my thunder, I bet Adrian Gonzalez G- would have been Gonzalez next hit twenty two. My
4: my first thought was Yasiel Puig actually.
1: He had nineteen. Um, they had three power oh, hitters okay. basically that year. Was Gonzalez twenty two um, with thirty two doubles? Hanley Ramirez hit twenty in half a season. Puig hit nineteen in like two thirds of a season. So.
0: Well, uh, Eric, do you have anything else before a certain, certain theme song
1: plays? I don't think so, but I, I think w- uh, we might think of other things organically during this uh, a certain oh, yeah, segment sure, that might be coming. I'm sure, I'm sure we will, because it's time for... with the
0: We love them. I'll bring us back from the song but I don't I don't need to I'm not the reader today this is exciting we've done this a few times but it's always exciting it's always also a little nerve-wracking because when Craig when you send the questions and I have time to think of my answer to sound like i'm I'm able to come up with these witty retours, uh quicker than I normally can but here I'm gonna have to be on the spot and we'll we'll see how eloquent I can be but t-
2: take us away great well here we go um last questions from craig on truly podcast um given that we have our we have brian guessing on uh uh, the first question or normally it's a true question for just eric it's a question this will be for eric and brian Ooh! Uh, mm. i win i win by default (laughs) (laughs) the dodgers have played the mets three times in the postseason and so here are some questions about those three series uh First question, the most recent series, 2015 National League Division Series. Brian, four homered at least once in the five-game series. Can you name those players, and can you name how many each of them hit?
4: That was the postseason that Daniel Murphy turned into Superman. Hmm. So one of them has to be Daniel Murphy. I'm going to say he homered twice in that series. Okay. I'm going to say that Lucas Duda... Homered in that series one time. These are all just random guesses. I'm just trying to think back on that roster. Um, David Wright probably didn't homer in that series because he was already pretty banged up at that point. Um, let's say uh, Michael Conforto hit one. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Wright. I don't think it's, I don't think it's correct, but I have to rep. The captain. So I'm, I'm going to say that Conforto, Wright, and Duda all
1: hit one, Murphy hit two. I, I think Wright okay. hit one off of Kershaw when he stayed in too long or something. Well, that's what I remember, but maybe not.
2: <laughs> okay. No, David Wright did not hit a home run that series. You have two of the four correct. Okay. Uh, I, will tell you, I will tell you, Danny Murphy hit three, and Michael wow. Conforto hit one. And so okay. one other Met hit one, and another one hit two. Oh, oh man. Um,
4: I'm trying to think like who had, Oh, uh, Cespedes
2: hit, Cespedes hit two, right? Hit two.
4: Yeah. And then, um, this is a total guess. Juan Uribe huh.
2: he, was he on that team? No, he was. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was Eric. It's an old friend. Can you, can you name this player?
1: Oh, uh, in 2015. Okay. Let me, I'm, I'm sort of going through the motions here. Um, oh god um 20 wow Mm, i don't i'll say his
4: position yeah if you give his position i can get it probably yeah give brian
1: the position first okay
4: uh catcher in 2015 travis Darno.
1: yep Oh, okay. He's an old friend now. All right, I got it. Sorry.
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah, Sorry. (laughs) I I was I
4: was thinking backwards as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Future friend.
2: friend, So, (laughs) So correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to ruin the uh, future trivia. Sorry.
2: Oh, so Eric, 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 can you name a Dodger who led team with nine strikeouts against the Mets? Uh,
1: wait. The 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 batter. Yes. Okay. Oh God! Um, in twenty fifteen. So here's the deal. When you when when Brian was answering, I he said Michael Conforto, and my brain was thinking, how was Michael Conforto active in two thousand six? Because that's what my my yeah. brain was thinking, but I was wrong. Um, so 2015, nine strikeouts. Um. Oh. Uh, hmm. Yasmani Grandal.
2: No. I give you two more guesses.
1: Um, Yasiel Puig. No. Oh boy. Um, not feeling confident about this one. Um. So 2015, they had started. Uh... Ooh, this is this is rough. Um... Can I steal if he doesn't get it? Absolutely. Give me, give me just one. Sure. Second to sort of no, take your time, take Talk this through. Um, oh, uh, Jock. No.
2: Okay.
1: Jock. Go, go ahead, Brian. Is it Adrian
4: no.
2: Gonzalez? It, it was Adrian Gonzalez. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ah,
0: I almost, I almost did it. I, but I wasn't confident enough. Dane it.
2: Okay. Question: The third question of the first question. Uh, <laughs> Eric and Brian. The 2006 was their second series, and can you name the respective starting pitchers? And actually, I was going to have you do it game by game, but can you just name the three starters for the Dodgers and the Mets in that series? Um,
1: so can go first, go. Ahead. You want to go first, or you want me to? No, you, you 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 go first. Okay. Um Well, the the one that you know no one tends to get is Hong Chi Quo. Um, And 2006 also would have probably been Derek Lowe and, oh, God. um, Brad Penny? No. Hmm. Uh, So Maddox pitched in Relief uh, in that series. Oh, wait. Wait. Nope, too early. Um, hmm, this is <laughs> this is riveting audio. Um, so, <laughs> Chad Billingsley made his debut that year, but he there's I would bet money he did not start in that series, or probably wasn't even active. Um, so, I am stalling, and God, I don't remember who. Wait, was this the? No, it was too early. Randy Wolf was the next year. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm tapping out. I don't remember.
2: You, you did mention it, Eric. What, is it Chad Billingsley? No, no, it was Greg Maddox. He started game three.
1: What the hell? I'm mad. I'm mad.
4: Ed <laughs> <laughs> Bride? All right, so I was at game one. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Tom Glavin. They started Game One, but I I know Glavin started one of those games.
2: That's true. He, he started Game Two. Okay,
4: um, I'm gonna guess Steve Traxel. Yep. And this is the one that I'm not sure of. It's either Orlando El Duque Hernandez or um, Oliver Perez.
2: It's it's, it's not it's, it's neither of them.
4: Really? They, they both they both started games in the. Uh, In the championship series, I believe. Okay, so then if it's not them, 2006, uh, because Pedro was hurt. Pedro Martinez got hurt in September of that year and did not make a postseason start, as I recall. But I am half a whiskey in. (laughs) So that is – there's a potential professional risk at play here. Um, Does that mean it was – God, I'm going to kick myself for this. wasn't El Duque. It wasn't Ali. Oh. Uh, you got to give it to me. I- I'm out.
1: John Maine. No, oh, oh. John Maine, of course. Wait, did he start game one? 2008
4: opening day starter, yes.
2: He started game one against Derek Lowe. Oh, so
4: I was at that game, and that's where Paul LaDuca tagged out two Dodgers at the plate. Doesn't the ring play. a
1: bell. Oh, so, did, yeah, did that happen? I don't.
2: I don't
1: remember that. No. I I was and I was. At, just as... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go
2: ahead,
1: Eric. You could. Can... So I I was in a, at a day job back then, and I I took a what well, was like a ten a.m. game, so I took like an early lunch, and it just it, it morphed into a very long boozy lunch because I was drinking out uh, <laughs> through my sorrows after that. Uh, I I was just stunned that they got two guys thrown out at the plate on the same play like how does that possibly happen and you have like uh, Paula Duca like uh, delivering the tag and wasn't wasn't Sean Green in right field like it he was was, it was yes. essentially like an old friend Palooza and like just a oh, <laughs> awful yeah terrible
0: Can can I tack on a trivia question for Brian on this or sure. Eric yeah go for it who was the winning pitcher in game one Game one of the, of this series.
4: I'm going <laughs> to guess it was Guillermo Moda.
1: Oh, man. You are correct. Yes. That's awesome. What a <laughs>
4: point. One of the best things the Mets did in that era was if Moda ended the inning on a strikeout they would play Sister Christian (laughs) motoring because of Moda. And I remember at the time being like, that is very clever for a very dumb franchise. So I I very much remember being in the stadium and Sister Christian blasting out of the speaker.
1: That's incredible. I love it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I was there uh, with my dad, my father-in-law and my now wife. But at the time, my girlfriend and her father. Wow. uh,
1: That cemented your relationship, I think, pretty clearly. I
4: actually, I, I, I used the opportunity to drop off those tickets as the opportunity to ask her parents for her uh, hand in marriage.
1: Oh, my God.
4: Wow. So So there was, yes. a, there was a
2: lot of karma. Against
4: <laughs> there was against a lot going guys. on that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know how that series, we know how that postseason ended. So there wasn't that much karma for the Mets, to be fair. <laughs> yeah.
2: And Eric, the last trivia question here. In 1988... Okay. Championship Series, two Dodger pitchers got a single hit. Okay, name those pitchers, and they were both hit against the same Met.
1: Hmm. So, okay, I believe one was Oral Hershizer, so that would have been against Ron Darling in Game 7. That's the one I think I remember. So then I have to go back to...
2: I think I should stop you now, Eric. Okay, so it's not... <laughs> Uh, Oral did. Oral did. Is that Oral? Is that Oral did not get a hit in the NLC? Fine.
1: Um, okay. What about, um, <laughs> what about, uh, let's go with the, the two Tims, Leary and Belcher.
2: Is one of them, Tim Belcher? Yes. Singled in game two.
1: Okay. So if it's game two, oh man. Um, Gooden was game one and four. Uh, so, you know, game two was David Cohn, so that means it's game six. Oh, God, and I think Belcher got lit up in that game, so s- someone had to come in. Um, oof. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but is it Brian Holton?
2: It is Brian Holton. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. that
1: I pulled that one out of my ass. <laughs> yeah
2: well well done gentlemen um yeah. it's just you know for people on the east coast or and i don't know if it ever snows in kansas uh it snows guys.
0: in kansas <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, uh, today in la we had our first blizzard warning in over 30 years it's, it's, it's all the news so um with snow in mind does anyone have a any memorable snow experiences? And perhaps you can get Eric to actually tell us about one of his favorite snow pictures, or at least one that I've seen.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, you, do you want to? You have more snow experience than I do, Jacob. Do you want to answer? Sure. I'll I'll start, and then you know Brian, Brian maybe
0: Brian next. Uh, snow. It's just awful. <laughs> Not a lot of happy memories. Prior to me moving. Uh, at, uh, oddly enough brian's head in utah we went down what was supposed to be like a green triangle and it was not it was hard and i just like Mm. it was damn like turned me off of snow kind of there on out i don't mind being inside a building when it's snowing but generally uh once you've lived through a winter the first one's cute and then it's just ugly and sloshy and hard to clean out and Generally just not, not a positive thing. I say all this when uh, my father slipped on the ice and broke his hip uh, last week. So I'm particularly bitter on, on winter weather right now. So uh, maybe I have a happy memory somewhere in there. And if so, I'll brutally I'll interrupt Brian or Eric while they tell their <laughs> stories. <laughs>
4: um, so I, I have grown up, uh, lived on the East Coast, or I lived for four years in Pittsburgh. So I have been in snowy environs my entire life. And, um, I, I don't want to say I love the snow because after five or six inches fall and I have to shovel it, I am not such a big fan of it, but, um, I will always remember my, my dad used to have a tradition where every time it snowed, he would make a very specific
1: breakfast. He'd make what an egg in a hole. You guys ever have one of those? I've heard about it, but yes. I, I have a weird aversion to non-scrambled eggs, so I, I, I tend to avoid it. <laughs> okay. Well, he would make it, That's on me, though. He would make it, I, I acknowledge my weakness. <laughs> he would make an egg and hole uh, when
4: it snowed, and so that was always like a happy memory of, of being a kid. And then, um, when I was in high school, because I was this kind of an asshole, I went, when I went to my senior prom, I wore a top hat and tails. And at that point, you had to buy a top hat when you had this sort of thing happen. And so I would shovel my snow in a top hat for a couple of years, just because I thought it was funny. And that's kind of that's kind of a happy memory.
1: So I'm on the other end. Uh, I have, I, I have maybe been in snow like at most a handful of times in my life, like a handful of days. Um, and one of those times was I was I was visiting my sister in. Um, the high desert of California, like up in the Victorville area. Um, and we were, it was, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend. And so, uh, this had to be like early two thousands, maybe like 2004 or five or something. And, uh, we thought hey, it'd be funny to take like a Christmas picture, but I, I was wearing like my Dodgers, like, um, pullover sweatshirt because it was cold and it was snowing. And, um, I went and bought a Santa hat, like at Target. So I just put the Santa hat on and I was like in their backyard and like uh, my sister was taking the picture and her son, my nephew, we're, we're like four years apart. So we're almost brothers, basically. Um, I did not see him. I He was there. I saw him there, but I did not notice that he was behind my sister and threw a snowball right as she was taking a picture. <laughs> in the, so there's a shot. I will share this picture in the show notes and uh, with you guys that um i got absolutely pelted right in the chest and my reaction is pretty hilarious and i and i ended up using that for my christmas card that year so <laughs> it was pretty funny um but yeah so because i because my i have not i've barely been in snow i mean i don't like weather at all but like i still view snow fondly like in the uh when it's on tv basically i'm like oh that's neat <laughs> but I, I don't think i would i don't think i would survive if in like regular snow so what is the coldest you've ever been in
4: brian so i visited a friend of mine in saskatoon saskatchewan canada oh this is gonna be good and it was neg- it was negative <laughs> 30 fahrenheit negative 26 is mine in and just for Minnesota. context at negative 40 at negative <laughs> 40 Fahrenheit and Celsius (laughs) aligned. So, negative 30 Fahrenheit. What I remember of negative
0: 26 was that I had to go get food um, for Melissa and I, and I turned the car on, and it just made the saddest sound you've ever heard. And, like, the displays for the radio just don't work, because, like, it's too cold for the liquid to turn on. Uh, And that was... Because feeling wise, I I don't know uh, uh, if you agree with this, Brian. For me, once it gets below like twenty, it's kind of all the same. It's just how quickly you it's all the same uh, like get hypothermia. Yeah. Uh, and so I had an experience a next level, which is the car doesn't really it works, but it doesn't like you anymore.
4: So in that negative thirty. Um... My friend had told me two things that I take with me with this to this day, which is that when it gets that cold, they basically put an electric blanket on the engine block at Mm. night. Wow. Just like to keep it so that there's some sort of heat running through the car overnight. But we were going, uh, we were driving from Saskatoon to Regina and they pronounce it not Regina, Regina. They call it the city that rhymes with fun. (laughs) Uh, Make of that what you will. And, um... We were going to be in the car for like, it's like two hour drive. And it was like in the thirties, the first night, like not the negative thirties, the positive thirties. So I was wearing like a, um, a sweater and then a blazer over it. And he was like, take your coat. And I was like, no, we'll be in the car. I'm fine. And he said to me, there is one gas station between these two cities. And if we break down, we're spending the night in the car, bring your goddamn coat. <laughs> and, um, I was glad I did. We didn't break down, but, you know, by the time we drove to Regina, it was like negative 10. Wow. I I know. I'm glad I have my coat. I don't
0: think fine china's that fun, but, you know, to each their own.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wait, what's a coat?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Question
2: number. (laughs) Eric has no idea what we're talking about right now. Did anyone here ever... Sorry, this is the third question. Anyone here play, play... Mill Bourne's? Mills Bourns. It's a card game. It's based on a French one thousand kilometer road race, and you, and you and it's always like cars and hazards and gas stations. Uh, I, I
1: played that with my the aforementioned sister. Uh, and, at, so, we used to play that a lot at her house. So <laughs> when I wasn't getting pelted by snowballs. So,
2: awesome. so so uh, you know, given now, you know, uh, Jacob dar going to ever play card games with all the virtual who knows what games will be like when she starts playing them uh, do, you, do you think they'll still be remain popular do you think people still play these types of like you know card games oh yeah and, if,
0: uh, if anything i think i mean the especially the sort of complicated ones are like i feel like have a resurgence um the sort of tabletop industry just with kickstart and all that has the ability to just hit the exact market of like how complicated do you want it to be? What the thematics do you want it to be? And if I have anything to say about it, she certainly will. Um, but especially just, um, you know, standard deck of card games, uh, just the, the wild ones you can come up with that. I'm a big fan of all kinds of games and I'm sure I'll find one that sticks. Um, but I'm sure we'll also visit the couple of local game stores we have. Uh, to see if there's one that uh is appealing to her. She has started to come up to me, uh, when she's like, it's a day out, she doesn't have school, and in the middle of the day, just come up to me and say, "Watch Pokemon-y. So hopefully, I can turn that into her uh, playing <laughs> Pokemon card game. I'll, I'll I'll feed that habit. It's fine.
1: I used to, I used to play. Um, I, I caught up with some like a friend of mine who I've known since kindergarten. My friend Scott, and he, so he has two daughters. And during the pandemic, we were uh, we would play Monopoly over Zoom, um, and like that was pretty fun. We we each set up our like boards at our respective houses and would just you know play on there. So that that was that was kind of fun, and it sort of rekindled it. And to the point where we still every once in a while get together and play it. In fact, just two weeks ago, I went over to their house and we we played some Monopoly among other things. And then um, his daughter also introduced me to. Uh, Mario Kart on the, the Nintendo Switch, when I, which I had never played, and um, she schooled me because I had no idea what I was doing, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. So question
2: four, um, an actual baseball question. Well, sure it was baseball. Who will be the first Dodger and pitcher to record either a pickoff or a block on their third disengagement in a play experience? And maybe Eric needs to explain what I just said.
1: Oh God, um, so part of the new. I guess it, it goes with the the pitch timer rules or just the general speed up rules where you know pitchers have 15 seconds to uh, start their delivery with no one on 20 seconds if there's a runner on and batters have a similar amount of time to get ready in the box um, but I think one of the delay tactics used to be you could throw over to first and reset uh, or what or whatever but now they limit that, so not only can anytime you throw over counts as a disengagement, but also anytime you step off the mound. So you, you're allowed two disengagements per like I think base running situation. I think maybe if someone steals or advances, it resets. Um, but if you have if you've already tried to pick someone off twice, you you. You can throw over a third time, but if you are if you don't pick off the runner, it's a balk. And then if you just disengage for a third time and don't throw over, it's a balk. So, like, I think it's going to be confusing at first because, you know, pitchers maybe are going to be in the habit of doing that. I'm sure they're trying to work it out during the spring. Um, but I was trying to think, Alex Vesia seems to be um, – on the slow side I think and he he tends to slow things down when runners are on but um, so he's my guess as the first sort of uh, first balk of the of 2023
4: and I'm going to say I'm going to take a a sort of a cop out answer here and I'm going to say that Senga will be the first for the Mets Mm. because he is so new to the league that even though it's a new rule he's going to be adjusting to so many things he's going to forget but that's just the that's just a, uh, a pure guess there.
2: Okay, and the, and the final question, the fifth question. New York and Los Angeles, our home, to, our home is homes, our homes, the great delis. What is your go-to order if you're at the home of corned beef, pastrami, and mustard ball soup? And particularly for those of us out here that was at frequently in the West Side, West LA, or in maybe the Valley, was Jerry's deli menu just too much? It, Hopefully, besides myself, someone else with Jerry's.
0: So, so can you two confirm Jerry's Deli is no more?
2: Yeah, I don't think it is. I think I think the last one was in Moreno right? I think that one closed.
1: I've never been.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, they every they had everything, and it was all <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, they had good egg creams. I think. Um, I will default to typically something like a pastrami sandwich and fries uh of which i have eaten i believe at what are frequently touted as the best pastrami uh places in the north american continent and laners is the best so and, yeah in which case uh number 19
1: eric go ahead i think i default to the pastrami there in, in in those cases corned beef's fine but like i think pastrami is the way to go yeah um
4: if we're talking like Katz's Deli in New York city, which is the home of pastrami on the East coast, uh, a nice big pastrami on rye with a couple of pickles. And if I don't think, I don't know if Katz has egg creams, but I'm an egg cream aficionado and uh, a nice vanilla egg cream with that is, is fantastic.
1: Well, it's only fitting that we conclude um, (laughs) the, the final true blue value podcast with uh, a delicious food talk. Um, But yeah, thank you to everyone, uh, for listening to us for over 10 years, 10 years, (laughs) it's been a lot of fun doing this with, uh, with Jacob and it's been a lot of fun having Craig on as often as he is and, uh, how often he contributes, uh, has contributed to the podcast, even when he's not on. And of course, Brian, for his work, both behind the scenes and occasionally on mic. um, I just, I just want to say thank you to everybody, um. Yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have done it without you. So, um, that's going to be it for us. Like I said, we'll have more information on, uh, whatever new podcast, uh, we decide to do. Yeah, like, and that will this come. This is a goodbye and stay tuned, Can I, I guess. Yeah. It's not, it's not goodbye forever. It's more see you on the other side, uh, type of a situation. Can I say a few but, things here? Yes. Absolutely. Um, the show is continuing. I am making sure of that.
4: Um, and you shouldn't have to do anything. It should show up in the RSS feed. <laughs> I like the idea of us well, no, saying look, no. I, I, I have to assert my authority <laughs> nope. here, okay? I, um, yep. even, even if there wasn't a plan, I yeah, would make sure fair. these guys keep podcasting because I enjoy their show each. I, I, I always say, I told Eric this once, When I think when I called into a, was it a, a, a Spotify green room? I, call, I identified myself as a longtime listener, first time caller, because I am the first person oh, yeah. to hear the podcast. Every week, uh, I listen to it first, and I yeah. love it. It's it's fantastic, and these guys do a great job. And uh, Craig's questions every week bring me joy. And so, even if there wasn't a plan, I'd have constructed some sort of plan to keep them doing the show so I can keep being the first listener. But it's going to continue.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> what if we What if we just What if we just send you audio privately? <laughs> 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 that'd be very bizarre no
0: instead of a patreon one patron
1: yeah so like i said well the details of everything we'll, we'll figure out but there's going to be more of us um just with a different name and i i hope you will listen to us there and with as minimal uh extra work if no extra work possible <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, we've got we've got rosters to talk about, news to fill you all in, three inning saves to re- recount. We'll we'll be there.
1: I honestly can't believe we haven't talked yet about Michael Grove starting the Cactus League opener on Saturday. That that should have led this episode, <laughs> but instead it'll end it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks thanks again to everyone. Thanks to all of you here. Thanks to everyone listening for the True Blue LA podcast. That's it, and we'll talk to you again
2: never time soon